You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. There's an interesting hadith I'd like to discuss with you here because there's a lot of discussion on what it means. After Thumama became Muslim, that evening they brought him food. He ate only a little bit, much less than he had eaten the previous three days. Let's say during those three days that he was as a captive, he would eat like a full plate, let's say. After he became Muslim, that evening when they brought him his dinner, he ate less. So the Muslims were surprised, you know, what is it about Thumama that changed? He would eat a lot. Why is he eating less? So the Prophet ﷺ told them, "Mimma ta'jabun? Why are you surprised? Min rajulin akala awwal nahar fi ma'i kafir wa akala akhir nahar fi ma'i Muslim." The Prophet is saying, "Why are you surprised?" Earlier. He was a kafir, a disbeliever. So he had the stomach of a disbeliever. Now he has the stomach of a believer. Then the Prophet, according to these narrations, attributed to him. By the way, these narrations are sahih according to Sunni standards. According to our standards, maybe there's a way to verify them. But we have these narrations. Then the Prophet says, a kafir has seven stomachs. And a believer has one stomach. There's a war among scholars to understand this hadith because we know scientifically, physically, that's not the case. You know, when when you become Muslim, that's not like your the, the structure of your stomach is going to change, right? So, what does the Prophet mean? You know, your stomach or intestines, the kafir has seven more. What does that mean? There are a number of explanations or interpretations to this hadith. I will share two. One of them is mentioned by Tafsir al-Qurtubi, which is a Sunni Tafsir. He says that food has seven desires and temptations. One is shahwatul tab. Naturally, we are inclined to food, right? Naturally, we like food. Or shahwatul nafs. And there's also a part of our nafs that pulls us to food. This is the second one. The third one, shahwatul ayn. The desire of the eye. When you look at food that's nicely prepared, you enjoy the scene of food, right? When you see food spread on a table, isn't that a source of joy for you? Sure, that's the third one. The fourth one is the mouth, obviously. You're tasting the food. The fifth one is the ears. How do your ears enjoy food? Can you give me an example? Exactly, hearing the crunch or when you're hungry and someone's preparing the food and you hear noise from the kitchen, you enjoy that because you know there's food next, right? That's a type of shahwa. And the nose, which is smelling the food. And obviously the last one is hunger itself, like you're hungry, right? So Qurtubi says, there are seven desires associated with food. The kafir... (laughs) eats with all these desires wholeheartedly. He wants to fulfill all of these desires. 
But the true mu'min, he only eats out of hunger. He's not really obsessed with all these aspects. Yeah, I mean, he'll enjoy the smell of the food, for instance. But the, really, he's driven by just hunger. The, the reason why a mu'min eats is because he's just protecting himself from hunger and starvation. Otherwise, you know, he's, his goal in life is not to go out and eat. Whereas a kafir, no. I mean, he makes it a point to enjoy his food in the best way possible. So that's what the Prophet means. The kafir has seven stomachs, that means he has seven desires pulling him towards food. Whereas the mu'min, he just eats to stay alive basically. Like the Prophet and the Imams, you know. You never saw them overly enjoyed with food and obsessed with food like sometimes how we are. That's one interpretation to the hadith. Another interpretation gets the same idea, but at a very basic level, it simply means that a mu'min is not obsessed with food in dunya, his goal is not just to fill his stomach. Whereas the kafir, it's symbolically like he has seven stomachs. Because he's so obsessed with food, his desire is so strong, he doesn't care if the food is halal or haram, he doesn't care if the source is halal or haram, he doesn't care, he just wants to eat like an animal. That's, that's the idea behind this hadith. Whereas the one who recognizes Allah, who has moral standards, he doesn't eat like that. So, you know, this is one way to look at this hadith. Otherwise, we don't take it literally, obviously. And by the way, this is very true in our era. One of the biggest desires today in our society is the desire of food. See how much we spend on food. Types of food, how much we waste food. We're obsessed with food. If one day you go home and you know the normal meal that you're used to is not prepared, you get agitated. I see people fights, fight with each other. Literally. I've seen husbands fight with their wives. Comes back from work, he's expecting the dinner, whatever, hot meal. And for whatever reason that day she didn't. He's agitated. He's not, he's not okay. There's so much food in the fridge. He's not going to starve. But he's not okay. Because he wants to come like a king and eat that delicious food. See, we're, we worship food. I mean, look at the number of restaurants we have. Right? Our economy is driven by this desire of food. We go and eat to have fun. It's not haram, don't misunderstand me. Your rizq is halal, by all means go. But sometimes it becomes excessive and obsessive. If I find myself really being driven by food, I really need to go to the best restaurants, I make it a point to eat the best foods, and if I don't, I'm agitated, there's something wrong. Allah didn't create you in this dunya for food. Occasionally you want to have a good time with your family, beautiful, that's fine. But some people are obsessed. Some people are obsessed. There are some people, some Americans, their lives revolve around food and restaurants. They'll, they'll spend half of their money on restaurants. That's too much. That becomes excessive. Every day I need to eat something different and something new. I know people. I know people. I've seen them. I've lived with some people who, if sometimes we're having lunch, and it's not the, the, the dish that they really like, they won't eat. I tell the person, Habibi, your mom has cooked this. Show respect. She spent time. Okay, it's not your favorite dish. No, I'm not going to eat. Because that's not the dish that he likes. Who cares? Who said you have to eat your favorite dish every single day? And the person gets grumpy. He goes and sits alone. And then he'll order something for himself. That is not a quality of a believer. 
And remember when we talked about the akhlaq of the Prophet last year, when we examined the personal akhlaq of the Prophet, we mentioned something interesting. We mentioned that the Prophet stated that the true mu'min eats with the desire of his family. That means if your family like a food, you don't really like it, you'll eat with them out of respect. And the munafiq, the hypocrite, is the one who imposes his taste on his family. We talked about this when we examined the akhlaq of the Prophet. So, this is what the hadith means. Otherwise, you'll find some people making fun of Islam. Look, the Prophet of Islam says, disbelievers have seven stomachs. This is, you know, symbolic. This is not to be taken literally. 